What's up, everybody? This podcast is brought to you by Chocaloha. Get 20% off at chocaloha.com when you use the promo code Jujitsu Radio at checkout. I kind of asked them to make some Muay Thai shorts, and Leah laughed at my face. That's what she should have. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, they got some cool stuff. So go to chocaloha.com, use the promo code Jujitsu Radio. And then after that, go to jujitsusoapco.com, use the promo code JJ Radio, get 10% off. They actually have a cool new product coming out called Tiger Blood that uh, it's not out yet. It's going to come out recently. Did they take it from the veins of I do not, Charlie Sheen? I do not know the, the, in the, in the details of the actual product itself. I just know it's called a really cool name. And it sounds like it's pretty cool. So go to jujitsusoapco.com and go check it out. Use the promo code JJ Radio at checkout. Finally, I want to say a big thank you to uh, draftchoke.com. Go to draftchoke, use the promo code JJ Radio, and get 20% off orders of $50 or more. This is now a limited time offer, so it's only going to last uh, for a couple of more uses. So first come, first serve on this one. Make sure you use the promo code JJRadio at giraffechoke.com. With that being said, we got a lot to go over today. So let's get this party started. You can't need my... Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! No, we were just giving a lot of free shout-outs. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you people want to go buy some more of my stuff, I mean, I totally appreciate <laughs> it. You know, I'm never going to turn that down. We are back. This is the birthday podcast. Cause it's my birthday tomorrow, so it's gonna come out on my birthday. Uh, Who fucking cares. Uh, you do. <laughs> no. I know I you do. do. Here's I know the thing. You do. I got a really weird thing about birthdays. Yeah, I would say weird is a way to put it. So, for those of you that don't know, I don't like celebrating my birthday, and I don't. And here's the thing: the reason why I don't like celebrating birthdays is because nobody I, loves you. Well, besides that, is the fact that I didn't accomplish anything. What I think birthdays should do is everybody should thank their mother. It should be like, you should get your mom presents for pushing you out of her body after going through hours and hours of... I thank my mom every day, so I'm good. But technically, you should also thank your dad, too, because, you know, you know how that whole thing works. But it's the week after the tournament. I had my tournament this past weekend, and uh, we did pretty good. Um, Lost in the finals, but all in all, I'm pretty happy with the results. Um, came out relatively unscathed. My feet are a little bit sore, but my hands are pristine and my face is pretty as always. Um, don't, don't, yeah, it's exactly the noise you make when you see me, I know. It's okay, Sean. But, uh, did pretty good, man. It was fun. I was, I wasn't nervous, but I got no sleep. I got no sleep whatsoever. I was like, I think I was more excited. You do kind of have a shiner a little bit. Yeah, that's what people are telling me today. Yeah, it's like, a little, it's, it's like yellowish. Yeah, so I mean, so you must have got a clock there. Oh, I definitely caught a couple of jabs to the face, okay. but um, I think my opponents got it a little worse. The first one, I won by knockout in the first round. Uh, I think a minute to a, thirty in to a ball rip. To a ball rip? What? 
What the hell do you mean? He ripped his balls off with that teep. Oh, no. <laughs> he kept checking. <laughs> this guy kept checking his. He kept, he kept checking his, hand, his cup. And he looked like he would put his hand down his pants, pull it up, and look at it. And he kept doing it. Yeah, he kept doing it. I think. I think he didn't know how to put on his cup properly, and this is why I fucking hate regular cups, because that will happen. You put on a cup before. Yeah. They're like, that pinch? Mm-mm. Not good. That's why I used a, a Thai steel cup, so my, my awkwardness came from the rope up my butt crack. But, no. Like, that, like that's the first time you've ever had anything up your butt crack? I mean, it's the second time I put on the cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it was... Uh, he came in and I threw a teep, so he ran right into my teep at the point where I was throwing it out the hardest too. But then it, my foot slipped down, so I did tap. So I'm guessing like when it tapped his cup, it probably like pinched his nuts, which I mean it was not what I was aiming for, but it is what it is. Yeah, it was just funny. He kept putting his hand down his pants and looking. I think he was. I think what happened. Is after you clocked him, he's like, I need to find out if my dick is still attached. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to stay down after I, after this so I can go check my balls and my dick as soon as possible. I don't blame him. He got pretty close to me a couple of times. He kept on going for inside leg kicks, so he rushed in. He would run in and throw a leg kick right up the inside. So there was a couple of times where he grazed the cup. I'm like, my man, like you got you to gotta watch the aim on that one. But... Um, you know, shout out to him um, for my first opponent. My second opponent was good. He just charged me a lot. Uh, we had a good fight. We had a good brawl. Um, what? What? So, what surprised you most about the experience? Um, I don't know if I was really surprised as much as I was. Like, if you're talking about me, like personally, I learned a lot about myself as far as where how calm I can be under pressure like I've always been pretty like happy about how calm I can stay and cool under pressure but this time I was really kind of I was really happy on it because there was the, the few times that he clocked me and he had me like pushing back where I was like okay I was still self-aware and I still managed to think my way out of stuff I had to make a couple of mistakes but I was happy on that what I was more surprised at, if anything, was how solid my hands really land because it was an instant reaction anytime I landed a good shot. Like, and I've been in fights before, but obviously throwing with gloves is different than throwing bare knuckles. And, and when you have a rule set where you can't just go to the ground, then, okay, then, you know, it's different. I've not been in a fight where I can't go to the ground. Um, so seeing how much power I had and just even just my jab like you saw it like every time I was landing my jab like he was getting rocked and then the uh, my first opponent was just the right hand landing ended up doing so well so I was kind of I was happy with myself on it the only other thing that kind of surprised me was the the fear that people have and everyone has their different one like backstage now granted I have the benefit of I've been in so many locker rooms I've had my hands wrapped before I've seen everything that goes on so I was already comfortable with being the situation but I watched people shake like shaking from like the other side of the room just because they got their hands wrapped seeing that like okay this is like for real now this is gonna happen I think that the stigma of 
the fact that you're getting your hands wrapped like the pros and you're going to go out in a, in a ring with ropes in front of a couple of hundred people, the reaction that people had to that is insane. Like, people were shitting their pants, and I don't know if it was half the time it was really had to do with the fact that they were fighting. Well, it's... it's <clears throat> we've talked about it before. Being any competition is... 90% of it is conditioning. Yeah. But the one thing you can't prepare for is what it's like to be the center of attention. Yeah. That's... that's when, when people get adrenaline dumps in fights, it's not because they're in a fight. These guys are fighting every day in the gym. What makes it different is now you have a crowd, a crowd watching you. Let, whether that be, you know, three hundred people in a ballroom in, in Orlando, or if you're in, you know, the O2 Arena, right? You know, you're now the center of attention. That's not something that. A lot of people can prepare for it, and it's not a thing. It's not something that a lot of people have a lot of experience with. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of falls under the fact that one of the major fears most people have is public speaking, and I guess this is a version of public speaking. And not only that, but you also are the center of attention, and people are going to see the results. Whether they're good or bad, they're gonna see it. So I think a lot of people are nervous, like, oh, am I gonna get knocked out? Am I gonna get hurt? Or am I gonna sit there and look like shit? For sure. But I've never had that fear. I've never had that fear of performance. I mean, like, I've been doing, you know, music my whole life. I've performed, I've done all kinds of stuff. So, like, that I, I mean, you saw me, like, we were just joking around and stuff out back. Like, that doesn't bother me. I like that. I'm, I'm, can't say I'm not an egomaniac. For sure, I'm an egotistical bastard. So I love it, good or bad, uh, cool, put me in front of a crowd, one way or another, someone's going to laugh. So I just, it, because everybody's in their own universe, it just blows my mind to see like, hey, like, what are you so fucking nervous about? You don't even know who's looking at you. Some my people might not even be fucking looking at you. Well, it's, it's, that's not the only thing. Well, the other thing is everybody puts pressure on themselves to win. And I, it's one of the biggest things that I talk to people about. Yeah. Is look, dude, don't... It, don't put pressure on yourself to win. If you do that and you lose, you are going to be wrecked. Yeah. What you have to do is say, look, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm checking. Every competition, should all it really should be is a litmus test for your skills. If you are true, I don't want to say a true martial artist, but if you're really in this lifestyle, you're in it to get better. Yeah. You want to be the best version of you. You want to test yourself. You want to test yourself and you want to test those skills. Anytime I compete, it's all about finding out where my skills sit with guys of my size, my rank, my age, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's more of like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming along or there's things that I've learned that, that are not, you know, where I've got to work on things. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that was, that was my big thing too. Uh, I... I spent the last, what, three years, four years just focusing on jiu-jitsu. I always loved striking, but I just focused on jiu-jitsu. Maybe I'd do a striking class here and there. So spending the last eight weeks of nothing but striking, I'd, I could see that I was putting the pressure on myself, and I kind of stepped back, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm comfortable with it. I trust my coaches. I trust what I'm doing. Like, and I stayed, I stayed pretty calm, 
I think all things considered, you could see how calm I was like during the yeah. matches and stuff. So I was like, I was extremely happy with everything. Um, I definitely agree though that a lot of people put that on themselves. And even more, remember when we were watching the kids, the kids like uh, scrambling and going nuts and, and then just seeing how heartbroken they were. And a genuine heartbreak. It wasn't like, oh, they upset their parents. They were genuinely heartbroken because they, they were putting so much stress on themselves. I, gotta, I, gotta I don't be. think that's the best way. I, some people operate well under that kind of pressure. I don't. I just operate well under the the situation of being in the moment. Yeah. I, I, I've actually found that to be a better uh, experience than jiu-jitsu tournaments when it comes to parents. Yeah. Parents at jiu-jitsu tournaments are the absolute worst. Yeah. The absolute worst. It, the, all, it's like... This is a warning to all you parents out there. If, you're, if your kids are in jiu-jitsu, let your kid and your coach, your kid's coach, do their, job. do their fucking job. Hearing you scream, choke him, break, move, break his fucking leg, break his arm. Do you want your kid to break another kid's arm? You asshole. I think some people do. I think some people genuinely do. And those are the, the, the Jersey boy type fucking well, dads. It's, it's, the, it's the dads that have never accomplished anything in life. Or they're just total living, scumbags. Living vicariously through their kids. Yeah. And if their kid's victory is their victory. Fuck you. Go do something for yourself. You piece of dog shit. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And I think... I didn't hear it that much at this tournament. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of that. There was a little bit of shit talking. It's funny, Jay was telling me that, like, for, like, my last opponent, he heard, like, the team members, like, talking shit afterwards. I'm like, if I would have heard it, if I would have known then, I would have said something. But it's kind of one of those things, like, you know what, man? What did he hear? What, did, what was heard? Uh, he was saying that they were talking shit, saying that I was cheap-shotting, even though I got, the, I got cheap-shotted first kind of thing. It I'm wasn't. Like, now, for those that... So that probably you haven't seen this fight. I haven't posted it yet. Okay. So there was a moment. So he, in, in international rules kickboxing, there is no clinching. Once you clinch, the ref breaks you up and then you start up again. So I try to be as clean as possible. I never go for like any kind of cheap shot. So he came up, he clinched, and I had my hands up. I... Look, I went to the, the school of Robin Van Roosmile, and I studied Robin's like stuff all the time. I always see him, hands up. Because if they see that your hands up, he's the one clinching. So it makes it look like you're the one like, hey, I'm trying to fight. He just wants to hug. So I had my hands up while he was clinching me. So now he was still moving around, and the ref was saying, don't do anything. And then he ends up kicking the inside of my leg insanely hard. I was like, I looked at the ref like, um, you're not going to call that. Like, no, you're not going to do anything about it. And he, you could tell, I could tell by his face that he fucked up, but it was just becoming too late for him to say anything. Right. So he let it keep going. So I'm like, okay, well, if that's the way that we're going to operate, then that's the way that we'll operate. But yours, here's the thing. He wasn't even coming between you. Right. So in the second time he came up to clinch, I'm like, all right, well, it's defend yourself at all times. So he came up and like he started to clinch and then he let go. So once he let go without the ref breaking us apart... Like, all right, well, then we're still going. So I threw my right. Yeah. And I rocked him. And then it was about to keep going, and that's when the ref stopped it. It so, shouldn't have been stopped, and you shouldn't and no. have lost a point. Right. So he, he didn't – he technically gave me one warning. He didn't lose a point. I don't know if he really knew what he was doing. No, he, he, said one, he said one warning. One warning. 
he kept on saying that. But I think that they took away the point instead of giving yeah, you don't a go, warning. No, no. He said point. When I was there, right. I heard him say one point. Right. One point. He took a point without any warnings. Yeah. Because they don't do that for a warning. They, they, they won't. He won't take you around by the glove. Right. And say one warning. He'll yeah. say. That but that's point. that's how I heard it. Obviously, like it's yeah. different from my point of view. You were so, right next to him, but I think you were. Yeah, I'm still in the in the zone of like, all right, I don't know what's going on. Just let me start fighting again. No, so, it was it was it wasn't even like he broke you up. That's what I. That's was, that's what it's bugged me. And I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you watched it. But yeah, I, I hear you. Like that's bullshit. <laughs> I was, I was, dude. It wasn't right because he wasn't breaking you. It was a clean. There was no break. Yeah. If the ref came between you and you. And did I that, and I landed it clean too. I I rocked him hard. That's his fault for not having his hands up. And again, to me, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna referee, like be fair on both sides then, because if you didn't call it for him, don't call it for me. So I think I was just a victim of circumstances of him trying to keep face and keeping control of the fight. He had a ponytail. Maybe he was jealous. Yeah, I think your hair or something. Yeah, he was probably jealous that my hair still has color. But it's uh, it's whatever. I mean, you know, it's. But these things happen. They happen. It's that, it's that thing you don't want to leave it in the hands of the judges. Blah I, blah blah. What what bothers me is that I know that I gave everything, but because I'm such a perfectionist and I'm so competitive, it's bugging me on like could I have gone harder? Could I have done more? I think there were times where that mind to body connection just wasn't there, and I wasn't able to fire off stuff. So it's just a. I honestly think it was a conditioning thing. I think you could you could you could have been better conditioned. I thought you were in bad shape. But here's the thing: I didn't sleep for four days. I wasn't sleeping for like four days. Yeah, but I still I don't I still don't think like you're in, right. And then it comes down to like, okay, could I have done more? Could I have done yeah, more? You could, I think you could I have still done more was, preparation. I still think I was the better conditioned one. Yeah, of the two of you. But I think but. I think that mind just like jujitsu, that mind body connection. Is there the better condition? To yeah, be absolutely. And I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, it's that's the only thing that bugs me. But you know, it it broke my heart that I couldn't bring the the trophy home. But considering that these guys have been training for like a year or two, maybe more, and I only did eight weeks worth, I'm pretty and happy. The thing with is, it. is we were just stoked that you were in the ring. That's that's how we are here. Yeah. Here at Temple, we don't give a shit if you win or lose. We just want to be there to, you know, we want you to win for you. We don't care if you win for us. Yes. We really don't. And that's that's the thing that, honestly, like, and I made a post about it uh, today, just saying that one of the things that keeps me from really getting upset and bummed out about not winning is the fact that I learned not only a lot about me, but I, I learned a lot about who my really real friends are. And it's the fact that, when I had the idea and I mentioned it to a couple of people, a couple of people rolled their eyes at me. But when I came up to, to Brooks and I said, hey, I'm thinking about like competing. I want to sit there and do the IKF two months ago. He's like, let's do it. There was no question. There was no something. It was like, let's do it. We'll sit down, make up a game plan, and then just train and we'll go from there. And it was, you know, he would take the extra time of texting me, this, that, and the other. And only a handful of people really took the time to, to message me and ask me what was going on, why I haven't trained jiu-jitsu, like what have I been doing, and you know, and, and keeping up with me. So I learned a lot about that, and that, I think, is worth, I'll take that loss 
if that's what I get to learn from it, is knowing now who I can really depend on. And I think the, the real measure of a friend is when you have a crazy idea, as long as it's not something like dangerous or it's a real crazy idea of like a goal of yours, they're like, let's do it. Let's do it. There's no question. There's no hesitation. Well, if it's, if it's something, here's the thing. We all, everybody talks shit to each other. We bust, well, not talk shit, more bust each other. No, balls. we bust each other's balls and talk shit for sure. But at the end but of the if day. It, if it's something that your friend really wants, you should, I, I think you should be back behind them. And then, all right, dude, if that's what you want to do, if this is yeah. something that you really want to do. You know? Yeah, and that's why like, I, I'm thankful for, for you and for Brooks and for Anna and, and everybody that, that pushed me like, along the way. And you know, At the end of the day, the funny part is it was just me and Brooks in the back. Brooks is the one that was there. He was up 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock with me sitting there. We're waiting, taping up my hands, you know, just talking. That. And I mentioned it to him the other day. Like, on uh, Saturday? Yeah. Like, but I mentioned it to him on, I think like a couple of days before we left for the tournament and we were doing just kind of like a, uh, wrapping on my hands and stuff like that just to kind of get warmed up. It's funny that the way the world works, like we went to school together, we never talked, we never hung out in even the remotely the same circles. And then come 10, 15 years down the road after graduating, you know, he's training me and we're both going on a on a fucking journey to go and, yeah. and do a fight tournament. And it's something that, like, you know, 10 years down the road, if someone told you, oh, by the way, you're going to become great friends with someone that you went to high school with that you never spoke with, and they're going to help you chase a goal. Me, from my experience, be like, maybe, but most of the time you're going to be like, no. That's, that's funny as I forget that you guys had that, yeah, that yeah. connection, that high school connection, you know, that you guys... Uh, we, we dealt with the same craziness of, of Atlantic High School. A hundred percent. So the old Atlanta. Yeah, the the original. So you know, again, like I'm I'm super thankful for everybody. I definitely learned a lot. Um, I'm happy that the only thing that's hurting on me is is my feet. But excuse me, no broken toes, no broken nose. My hands are are feeling great. Like I, you know, I felt I felt fine. I think next year, obviously, it'll be even better. So, so here's the question: uh, Are you gonna train it more over the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to do that another eight-week camp and try and, like, no. That's This was just kind of, I had this, the goals for, my, for me this year were to go compete in the IKF and then try and compete. I really wanted to compete at Masters, at World's Masters. That's too close to go. And Right, and it was just, I sat there and I looked at the dates, like, there's no way, first of all, I couldn't afford it. Second of all, it was just way too close to there's no way that I could have done justice to either way. So it would have been either focus on one and do good or focus on both and do shit. Right. So I was like, you know what? I've been competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments. Let me focus on, on the striking because I love striking. I, I love boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. And, you know, it's funny enough, I realized how much I soaked in from watching all the guys, like following them and taking photos and stuff, how much I actually soaked in technique-wise. Yeah. So, well, look, dude, it, it, it's there. If you're there in front of it and you watch people, yeah, it's going to happen. It's, 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 their osmosis is real, you know? Yeah. Being around that. It, it's, it's funny, as Brooks and I were talking about how jiu-jitsu is chess and striking is checkers. It's a simpler game. But, at the same time, it's a harder game for me. Like, 
trying like it's way different body coordination than jujitsu. The biggest problem that anybody will ever have and why most people can't really I think more people can do jujitsu than there are people that can do striking. Uh, footwork is just one of those things that just like dancing, some people just don't have it. Some people just don't have that that handle of of their feet, of their movement, and being able to move their body. I think everybody can improve, a hundred percent, but not everybody can can sit there and and move like Lomachenko. Not everybody can sit there and move, you know, like Anthony Joshua kind of thing. So it's, I I would agree with it. I would agree with with that analogy. Yeah, and then like him and I are um, like I'm starting to do strength because after after coming back. I came back, like, I was like, maybe I could do that next year. I and, 100% and, think you could. And, um, but I have, zero, like, I have athletic ability, and I have natural, like, combat awareness, mm. but trying to figure out the striking mathematics right now is, like, trying to teach a monkey... How to, you know, use a typewriter and type. Again, I think for just you, just to type the ABCs yeah. in a row. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, I, like I understand. I kind of grasp the concept. Right. But it's not. It's definitely not my wheelhouse. I'm, what I'm would like, you say like your biggest difficulty is when it comes to striking? My difficulty is um, understanding where their body is going to, where I'm steering their body. Oh, that's easy. It's not the. See, now I, here's I say, steer, and then, but that comes body. back. But that comes back down to footwork. Right. No, I can steer their. I don't mean their lower body. No, I can but steer you're, their body you're it's guiding the them. Like you're thinking. Can, of, it, it's it's what I'm talking about is their reactions from my combinations. Well, it's no different than like how you set people up in jujitsu. But it, it's di- it, 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 it's different. It's a it's different. Same, but it's different. Like same, same, but it's different. Same, same, but different. Like I'm, I'm like. Brooks and I sat in here yesterday after after he got done teaching. We 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 uh, we went over it for like half an hour, just going over like the uh, the footwork and keeping them in your V and and you know trying to get, using that back step. But at the same time, I get that I understand what he's saying. Right, but because I think the problem is is because you haven't applied it, you aren't going to get it. You can't you can't sit there and and just fake boxing. Right. So same way like some jiu-jitsu you can fake. You could sit there and watch it and like watch it and watch it and watch it and maybe drill it a couple of times and be like okay, I can kind of do it. But with boxing you have to you have to get that muscle memory for it to look smooth and for it to do what it needs to do when you need to do it. And I only have like I I don't know if you've watched me spar a little bit yeah. with the guys. I've got one direction. Yeah. I've got, you know what I'm saying? It's but like, see, like, here's the thing. I, I would, would say. I think I would rely more, like, I've, I've blocked most punches with my face. So it's like, but head, I, head movement is pretty much not I think if you started off more on, like, in, like, forget Muay Thai, forget boxing. Let's say if you started in a Dutch-style kickboxing. I think that would work out for you better to start off with because the basics, the mechanics and the basics are always the same. 
So then it's not so much about lateral movement, it's just about the in and out. And then you can sit there and, and start understanding the, can you stop, stop. What am I doing? You're on your phone, stop. I'm getting in information. I would say like the, the Dutch style kickboxing would probably be better for you to start because then you don't have to worry about so many of the, the footwork mechanics as much as like, okay, Muay Thai, you gotta do, you know, like switch kick to throw a kick and then you gotta come back with the right and this, that, and the other. Because you are a more linear, linear person, I think that would probably sink in for you faster. And then... But I don't know if I am linear. That's the whole thing. Yeah, Sean, you're linear. You're a football player. You're linear. You're a wrestler. You were linear. You yeah, weren't... Yeah, but my jiu-jitsu isn't linear. Yes, it is. 100% it is. How's your jiu-jitsu not linear? It's you're going left or right on half guard. And you're going in and out. That's it. You're not doing any kind of crazy guard passes. You're not doing any kind of set up where you're you, like the capoeira pass whatever that I always goof around with or whatever that's not your game your game is you go in you set yourself up you make the motion and you're at the most maybe you cut at an angle sure but your jujitsu game is linear it's a three-dimensional linear that you don't realize you either go in and out left or right up and down that's it you're not doing any kind of weird curve motion to to yeah, jump it, around and stuff. That, if it, it, it seems inefficient. For you, it seems inefficient. Yeah. But you also have the leeway that you don't need to. You don't need to do like I do. It's like if I go straight in, someone just grabs my leg, then I'm done. But if I sit there and go around, set up, then I can move around. I can sit there and manipulate things better for me at my height and my body type. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like You don't realize that. It's, it's as linear as you can be. The difference is now you're not going down to the ground. So you're removing one dimension of it. So you're going in and out, left or right. That's it. Especially with Dutch style, you're, you're not really going to be doing head movement. You're not going to be changing levels. Like you would just come straight in. That's it. At least in the beginning. Yeah. So I think 100% you would do it. And especially like if you get it right because you are athletic, I think you'd be surprised at the kind of reaction time you would get. It would just be one of those things. The difference, it would be like you and I where I would have to be like three-dimensional, four-dimensional with you and move around, and you would have to sit there and just bide your time to be able to take your linear shots in. Yeah. Well, yeah I, we'll see. We'll see. I, t I, I took class on Monday night. I might take it, to, you know, I might take it next Monday and see where it goes. The worst that can happen is it will actually, like, benefit your jujitsu footwork. Yeah. Like, that's no, no, really no, no. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I, I see the, the benefits where, where that's involved. It, um, but it's just something I want, I'd like to test myself with. Do it. Let's you know do what it. I'm saying? We got a whole year now to it's, practice. Because I've never, this is going to be a revelation, but I've, you know this, you I've never, never been in a fight in my life. Right. Well, like, no I one's going to start a fight with you at your I've been in, which is weird because I was a bouncer for years and I was in brawls. Mm. But I was never, when I mean I've never been in a fight, I've never been in a... Fuck you. No, fuck you. All right, let's yeah. fight and throw down. Right. I've never been in anything like that. So I've only been punched in the face, you know, on accident or... In the middle of a scuffle. middle of a scuffle, and it never, like, it almost didn't register. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't register when I was getting hit yeah. the other day in the tournament. I mean, it's it's different. It's different when it becomes that, that chess game. Because it really is. Whether you look at it as chess or checkers, you, you do have to set yourself up, you know. So it's one of those things that I think 100% you could do it. 
we would just have to start working now because the footwork is the biggest part. Yeah. That's that was my advantage the whole time. If you noticed, that was my advantage. I had the footwork. The only thing I didn't like was is was the it seemed that because he was a forward fighter, you didn't get to stand your ground much. Yeah, I didn't get to I didn't get to set myself up. Yeah. That was the problem. So I, I think if you would I think there should have been more like to get more I think you would have gotten more points if you would have at some point just like stand and bang. Fucking stand and bang and, yeah. and bite down and, and get down in that pocket. But I didn't have the room. I didn't have yeah, the room. He was, he was on. He was just on. He was just coming in to get forward. super close. But that's like, how okay. I would. That's how I. Yeah. He fought, fought how I think I would fight. Yeah. Which is forward movement, always chasing you down. Yeah. And it, for me, I mean, I chased him down too, but at the end of the day, it's one of those But it was things. a different chase down. It was yeah. chase, chase. He would chase you. He was, he was would, being a battering ram, and I yeah, was just trying were, to be you like You were kind a, of being more Olay. Yeah. And, and then you once you got your angle that's when you yeah. stopped him down but it was he was just coming forward no matter no, what no he did good man props to him props to him um so yeah that's it i mean i got to i got to hit one of my goals right before my birthday um super thankful for everyone that that came up and and supported me um and spent the money the hotel was pretty nice um i think it was all in all it was good man the that only was a thing good time. The only thing that killed me was that fucking that bill on the restaurant that oh, you walked shit. out of. Oh, I paid. I paid. You dropped twenty bucks on a hundred thirty dollar no, bill. I did not. I dropped. I dropped forty bucks on a thirty dollar bill. See, it cost me a hundred thirty. Yeah, but you had a lot more shit than no, I. No, I didn't. You guys ordered more. You guys ordered all the apps. No, I only got. I'm doing this on the on the podcast right now. I got meatballs. Yeah. And I got uh, the the marinade. The all I got was pasta. Yeah. And pasta. That's it. That's all I got was pasta. Yeah, but your ris- that risotto, it's, it was seafood risotto. Yeah. So, that's true. And, and did anybody get a drink? Did, did We didn't. We didn't. Everybody else did. It's all good. Who yeah. cares? I would have no, paid I anyway. Gave, I gave, before I left, I dropped Boomer. I gave him 40 bucks. Yeah, and then he, I, love the, I love the segue of like, I got to do some paperwork. I'm like, bro, it's like Friday night at 10 o'clock. What paperwork do you have to do? And then I'm like, oh, wait. You had to go take a doo. I gotta go doo doo. That was Dude, so bad. Dude, I, I had to go doo doo so bad. And you know what? The funny part is, I still never watched the fight. And I only got to see Shorty's fight, and I just went to bed. You know what I did is I brought it up on my iPad. Yeah. From a Reddit. Yeah. I mean, I bought it from yeah. UFC. No, don't worry. I'm pretty sure they did pretty bad on the buys on this one too. But um, um so but I fell asleep. Yeah, everybody I was, did. I was, everybody I was sleeping did. by ten thirty. No, same here. Everybody was. We were exhausted. It was a long day. It was a long fucking day. Um, shout out to Shorty. Sorry that you lost, man. But, I mean, the kid had 34 fights in a row that he won. He had a 34-fight win streak. Shorty did? Shorty did. That's crazy. And that's going from a few with Titan, the one in the UFC, and then all the other matches he did, like, beforehand. 34-fight win streak. That's pretty fucking nutty. So, I think if he anything. He was at the IKF last year. Yeah, he stopped by one of the guys from his team. Um, I want to say, yeah, uh, um, Master Bob, Bob Schirmer. He was. Uh, I got to get him on the podcast. He's got probably one of the most influential stories in uh, jujitsu and MMA. Valetudo. Um, oh, speaking of which, you know what's funny? I forgot to tell you. You know who I met at a uh, Pahompa's fight a couple of weeks ago? Who? Uh, Helion Gracie. 
Oh, really? Yeah, he was there. I have actually a couple of cool photos with uh, he was uh, just hanging out backstage with Pahumpa. Alex Davis from uh, ATT introduced me to him. A super nice guy. He's getting like a little bit of crap recently. I don't know if you saw what happened. No. Um, uh, Helion found out that uh, a person that he was friends with from Brazil, I want to say Romulo uh, Silva, Romulo Silva, something like that, um, was in town. So he asked him, hey, can you come train with me? But he didn't know about his past. Uh, I want to say it was Romulo. He, um, he was convicted of like assault on three women. So he posted this photo. He had no fucking clue. He posted this photo, and all of a sudden, people were just ripping, uh, like saying all this shit about people him. Need, people need to calm the fuck. No, down, but he man. didn't know. If it, yeah, and that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. People need to calm the fuck down. Don't. But he took it down. To these conclusions that. Oh, you're supporting him. Or yeah, whatever. no, dude. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. How are you supposed to know people's past? That everybody that you come yeah. across. So people he, need the social justice. Fucking bullshit. Oh, well, I got some shit today. Did you see? Uh, no. I got some shit today from people because I posted an article and posted my opinion on it. So let me set this up. First of all, I do not excuse what happened. I do not promote what happened right. whatsoever. Like It's an extremely sad situation, but I posted my opinion on how it could have been avoided. So this guy from Boca Raton flew up to New York for a wedding. Oh, this is the guy that got punched? Yeah. He couldn't find so, him. I thought he walked So, the for people, like, just so you guys know. So, this guy from Boca flew up to New York to go to a wedding. New York City, not just New York. He was in he, New, New York City. City. He was at, uh, at some, I will forget, I want to say Long Island or whatever. Uh, it was a Queensboro. So, he goes to this wedding there. He He's leaving the wedding at 1 o'clock in the probably morning. Probably drunk. Probably drunk. Called for an Uber and then couldn't tell which car was his Uber, so he started going down the road knocking on windows. Now, he knocked on one window and some piece of shit took exception to it, got out of his car, punched him, knocked him out, and as he fell back, obviously smashed his head onto the concrete, ended up in intensive care, and passed away. So, extremely sad. And I send my condolences to his family and all. But it's also an extremely dumb fucking thing to do to be walking around at 1 o'clock in the morning in a city that you don't know, knocking on random fucking car windows. Like, granted, whoever this fucking piece of shit is that punched him and took off is a scumbag and he deserves to rot in hell. But it's also, if you do stupid shit, like something bad is yeah, going to happen. Um it doesn't excuse it. It doesn't excuse it by any means. Yeah, here's the thing: is is if the dude was drunk and he's at it, like think about what 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 I what I really try to do is I really try to use empathy and really put myself in the dude's shoes. Think about your your how you're feeling when you walk out of a wedding. You're drunk and you're happy, happy and you think everything's, everything's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So it's like you're like, oh man. So like I'm sure like obviously and, and look. He's from Boca. If, if, if you're not a city kid... You don't know. You don't know. But, so that's, like, but that's what it brings down to me. It's like, not everywhere you go is going to be fucking Boca. Not everywhere you no. go is going to be Delray Beach. If you're going to New York, 
in the middle of fucking dark streets at no one o'clock in the morning, what do you think is going to fucking happen? And even then, it's like, well, who the fuck do you think you are that you can just go around knocking on fucking windows? Like, I, it's, it's, it sucks. It's not like an excuse, but it's also like, come on, man. Like, I, I use this example. If you had a row of fucking dogs, there was nobody there, and I decided to go and pet every single one of them, and all of a sudden one of them decides to bite my fucking throat, what are you going to say? Hey, dummy, you shouldn't probably have been petting dogs that you don't know. Yeah. But so, there's a way to do. There's a way to pet dogs that you don't know. You can. You can. Or there's a way to. There's a way to. Maybe there's a way to approach a window. Are you Uber? Maybe yeah. if you would have said Uber. 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 So it's like it sucks. I feel really bad, but it's also one of those things. It's like, well, you did do some dumb shit and you paid the price for it. I don't think it's the price that you deserve to have paid. It. At the most, it would have been like, hey, asshole, don't touch my car. At the very most, it should have been that. But if we were civil human beings in this world, it would have just been a, no, I'm not your car. I'm not your car. Yeah. That's what it should have been. That's what it should have been. Look, the guy made a mistake. A hundred percent. But he doesn't deserve... He didn't deserve to get punched. He didn't deserve to get punched. He didn't deserve to get cursed out for it. He didn't deserve to fucking die for it. But it's one of those things that bothers me. It's like, if you're in another place that you're not used to, Use your fucking head, man. Use your head. You're not going to go down to Brazil and walk around knocking on fucking random windows. No. You're not going to sit there but and go... I, I, when I was in... Here's the thing, though. So I'm kind of... I, I, I want to say I understand. If I told you... When hey, we went Sean. To, when we're we gonna, went to Brazil, I walked around... Yeah, but that's normal. you. When I went, I went in a totally different area. But you still have your wits about you. It doesn't matter if you're yeah, in another well, country or another city. I don't, I don't drink. City. I don't party. Right. So it's like I'm... I wouldn't do that in a place that I've never... Right. Know. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to have your fucking wits about you. You can't just fucking go around knocking... Look at the guy that got shot the other day. It was like a month ago at the gas station because he parked in the handicapped spot. Yeah, he's an asshole so, that, he parked yeah, in, yeah, yeah. that he parked in the handicapped spot. But the other guy was looking for a fight. Well, and, and all... And that, he was looking for an excuse yeah, to fire that guy, his gun. That, he, and that was not... Look, and you know me, I'm pro-gun. Yeah, and, so am I. And I'm all for the stand-your-ground rule, but that wasn't a stand-your-ground moment. That guy pushed him down, didn't punch him. Well, first of all, down. he didn't fucking have any rights to put his hands on anybody else. Right, okay, I, I, I agree. Right. He shouldn't have put his hands on him, but if somebody was yelling at your wife or girlfriend... All right. With your kid in the car. But I still made the mistake of parking in the handicap spot like an asshole. Well, he kind of has the right to, to yell at me if he could for being an asshole. Right. But as long as he didn't put his hands on my wife, then there wouldn't be that problem. But again, I handle things different than everybody, everybody else. Everybody does. That's the everybody thing. Everybody does. So that's what bugs me. It's like, man, just use your fucking head, man. Everybody's so quick nowadays, though. It's so... People are so offended so quickly and so easily. Well, that's what happened. People got offended with me saying it. And I and look, I 100% agree that the guy who punched the, the dude from Boca deserves to rot in hell. And it, nothing should have escalated remotely close to that. But it's also it's like, man, don't be well, fucking and, and dumb. Also, on the other hand, for that guy, like if you, you got to look at it on the other hand for that guy. He probably did not want to kill the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now he's got to live with that. Oh, no. He took off. Well, they'll find him. Yeah. They have pictures. They have the car. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's only a matter, matter of time. time. But the bottom line is now this dude who who punched a guy, now he'll go to jail and for years for punching somebody. I'm sure he didn't want to do the that. I bet you if, if he could rewind time, 
he would be like, no, I'm not going to punch this guy. Yeah. But, you know. And, and but so, then it still comes down, like, what made you think that that was okay to do with to begin with? So then he deserves to go to jail. I don't care. Right, if that right. Was that's his first reaction so, yeah, to that's a guy reaction. knocking on his window. You're a fucking piece of shit. You're, you're you know. Or maybe the dude had a rough day. Maybe he was just fighting with his girlfriend. Uh, see, phone. again, I don't give people those excuses. And maybe that's me being hard-headed. But I don't feel that you having a bad day gives you the right to shit on other people. If I have a bad day... Have you ever day, heard that thing? Was it... Everybody's one bad day away from... There's like some kind a of... jail say, sentence? Like, no, it's something of, something of that. You're one, you're one bad day away from, like, the gutter. Or whatever. Yeah. Everybody is. For sure. Um, I mean, and look, it's funny because people don't realize their financial status, regardless of how good or bad it is, is always a phone call away from being ruined. It's a one action away from being ruined. It's one bad decision away. And when you see these guys going nuts, like... Not so much now, but back in the day, remember when people would like use like you use the term going postal, when all those postal workers were going nuts and like shooting yep. people up. It's like it's the stress, man. People will fucking get. There's only so much that someone can get shit on before they snap, and I can't always say the excuse that it's a mental health thing. I think it's that we live in a world that is has so many stressors, and people have to worry about so many fucking things that. At any point in time, someone can fucking snap. Someone can snap and go crazy and and just do something that some people might think it's out of character, and other people be like, "Oh, I saw that coming. He was just getting ready to snap," you know. So it's. Well, speaking of snaps. Yeah. Let's talk about the Kasai Pro. Oh, did you see AJ's post today? No, I did not. So actually, funny enough, you mentioned that yesterday I went to take photos of uh, Gilbert training with AJ Souza down at uh, Beach BJJ. So shout out to AJ, thanks for letting me come in. Beach BJJ. Beach Jiu Jitsu, pretty sure. Uh, is that is that is that what? That's the name of AJ's school. School. Yeah. They changed it. Uh, because he's GF team, so he probably changes something else. But that's the sign and everything that is up. Anyway, so I went over there. Uh, Gilbert's getting ready for the Kasai Pro 3 versus AJ Agazam. Uh, but AJ uh, posted a photo today. If you look it up, it's a shot of him saying, like, getting ready for me versus Mr. Burns. And it's a photo of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. So, yeah. so I give him credit. It's pretty funny. It's one of those things I give him credit. If you notice... He's still managing to take shots, but he's not disrespectful to Gilbert. He's not disrespectful to Gilbert. And they've fought before, and Gilbert won that match. So I guess this is kind of like a... I guess does it fall kind as a rubber match? Kind of kind of jockeying for... Uh, for position. For position. Best two out of three. Um, and then the real, the real discussion for today was how many steroids... Is too much steroids, Mr. Paul Harris. Wow. At this, if you haven't seen the picture recently of... Uh, Who's Amar Paul Who's Harris? Who's Paul Harris? Toquinho. Uh, it's going around the internet and it's... Amazing. It's, it's amazing. The dude is 
jacked beyond recognition. He, he could easily cut weight and compete against Flex Lewis in the 212 division at the Mr. Olympia. Easily. Yeah, he, he's, his forearms look huge. He's, uh, I mean... He's clearly juicing. Let's just say it. Let's just fucking uh, say it. He's clearly I'm juicing. Not, don't, don't give me that farm boy muscle and all that slop he ate, like eating out of pig troughs and stuff like that. That man is juicing. Like, all right, so you see all the steroids over there and all the steroids over there? He's taking all those and some. Like, he just went over to China and said, I want the whole factory. Yeah, but you know what? It, it seems to be a recurring theme in the jiu-jitsu world. Though. Oh, well, no. Tons of people are juicing in jiu-jitsu. Juicing? They, they're, they're not... Dude, not, there's one thing juicing, you know. There's one thing where some people are just like, all right, I'm going to take a little bit to get a little bit bigger. I want these to recover. Like, the right, majority right. is for recovery. No, not anymore. They're, these people they, are jacked and ripped. To the tits. You, you know, it's like, come on, guys. It's, now, I get it. They're starting to be money in, in, in jiu-jitsu. In jiu-jitsu. So anytime there's money on the line, people are gonna take advantage. People are gonna they're they're, they're gonna, gonna they're gonna they're gonna take any you know they're gonna take the any advantage. Performing they can get. enhancing, but supplements. Holy cow! Like that's what I'm saying. How much holy is too much? Holy cow! Who's some of our Paul Hollers? He looks like what would you say? He looks like I like, just said. He looks like he's he two weeks like the, away he, of he looked putting, like the Incredible Hulk before. Now he looks like the Incredible Hulk that got pissed off and got bigger and stronger. Like, no, he looks like someone who took too many fucking steroids. <laughs> There's no like, the Hulk looked, is all natty, bro. He looks like he took a bicycle pump and put it on his muscles, like Tom and Jerry style. Like those guys that and use for those the, people who don't know who Tom and Jerry are, like they Jordan. were a cartoon. That was super racist. That was super racist, but also at the same time. Super funny, and we That's grew up on That's kind of fucked it. up, yeah. Well, it wasn't always racist. It, was it wasn't like, the racism wasn't funny. It was, it was the cart the, when it was Tom versus old school Jerry. cartoon violence. But like they used to blow themselves up and get fucking huge. Yeah. And but that's what Paul Harris looks like, man. He looks. He's, he looks like those guys that have been using the uh, synthol, like what they want to look like. What they want to look with like with synthol. Like, what I want to know is, and Craig Jones is not a big dude. Again, I think Craig Jones is that good that it doesn't matter. I think I it know, is dude. a factor. Craig did you Jones. See him versus, a, did you see Paul Harris versus Tonin? Yeah, that was because here's what here's what Paul Harris is. Paul Harris is rough. Yeah, he is. He's kind of fighting you, like like it, it's a BJJ match. Yeah, but at the same time, he's it's, it's kind of slaps. a fight. Yeah, he's getting the slaps in. <laughs> I think, though, that... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the fight gets called from a knockout. I don't think that Paul Harris really advanced his game that much to, to catch up to today's game. Well, no, he, but he was an ankle guy before he was everybody ahead, else yeah. was. He was the one that was going for the heel hooks way before anybody else really kind of took to it. I can't think of anybody else that was outside of, like, maybe Josh Barnett. Like, I, or uh, what's his face? Um... Dean Lister? No, like, yeah, Dean Lister, but even before that, um, the, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. The guy with the Eminari? rainbow spats. Yeah, Eminari. Like, 
outside of like him and Ari, like I can't think of anybody else like that was really known for that's what he wanted. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It, and, and and you can't even say you can't even say that uh, Josh Barnett was an ankle guy. He, and he wasn't, and he had to bring in Dean Lister for it. And yeah. Dean Lister was probably he was the one outside of Paul Harris that. Okay, I'll take it back. Toquinho was obsessed with the heel hook. Dean Lister was obsessed with anything that had to do with the legs. It didn't. It wasn't just heel hooks. He had an extensive leg game before anybody else had it. Paul Harris just had the heel hook. That was his thing. Yeah. So it's, it just sucks that he. Did, I don't understand his mentality about not letting go. I think is he banned from MMA? No, he's not banned from MMA. I, are you sure? He's like banned from the UFC. The no, UFC I'm, kicked yeah, him but out. he was. In, so did Bellator. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they kicked. I'm he pretty might sure have they a lifetime ban from no. MMA. I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure he's not. Look it up. Speaking of which, remind me. I got a funny story to bring up about well, something. Before, I, before, before, we, we, before we look that up, let's talk about. Well, we talked about Kasai Pro last time. Mm. They hadn't announced the brackets and stuff. So unless they updated it, there's yeah. nothing more that we can go. That's true. Yeah. What? What? The story was Paul Harris. The story yeah, was Paul Harris. Paul Harris. Well, the brackets it seems like the brackets are out. Let me see. Because they, I don't know if they're next to each other. Meaning. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think this is the actual bracket. It's just they they did a better list of uh, of what the layout is going to be. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm now getting dressed. Yeah, this man's been doing this whole podcast in a freaking towel. That was hot, dude. Luckily, he's got a small dick, so it wouldn't matter if the towel fell off. It was hot, and I just got done training. And when you do a podcast from your gym, why not? Yeah, if you get a shower outside. Look, I freaking love that shower outside. Everybody loves this shower. It's so the best. Like, I can't wait to have a house and just have an outdoor shower. Whether I got a backyard fence or not. My, my ding-dong is flying out. Everybody's going to see it. Take pictures. I don't care. An outdoor shower is the best feeling you'll ever have. It's so liberating. I want to just install a fake waterfall. Just bathe like I was Conan the Barbarian. It, it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the fact that it's, like the temp, it's, it's hose water temperature. I don't know if that has It's the same anything. temperature that you get in the sink. It's just you only yeah. get cold now, huh? Yeah, so, like, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's the fact that you're standing there naked outside. It's a little thing. It's a little bit of everything. You know. Oh, we shouldn't be standing out there naked. Says who? Says the fact that people can look at our ding-dings through the fences. Well, they shouldn't be looking at other people's backyards. That's just the way it is. Well, there's a dog... Yeah, well, I mean... There's a, there's a dog boarding place right next to us. Yeah, we got cover. There's cover. You, Barely. You, well, I mean... Well, my dick hangs down, so they're probably going, what the fuck is this guy over here with the elephant trunk with, dick? Would somebody else's dick hangs up? Like, how's that work? Well, no, mine has Do you think the you're the only person in the world that mine suffers from length. gravity? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that line from, uh, on, uh, Little Dicky? No. From the new song, the new song with Chris Brown. Oh. No. Why, is his, why is his dick perched up on his balls like that? <laughs> it's, what? 
It's a great song. It's where him and Chris Brown switch bodies. No, yeah, that's a and the video is great too. No, the best is like South Park when they do the whole thing when talking about measuring it. It's like length times girth divided by y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, damn, I forgot what I was gonna tell you. Oh, so speaking of researching stuff, so I've always heard the rumor that. If you have a pineapple in the front of your house, it means you're a swinger. No, that's not what it used to mean. Listen. It might mean it now. I don't know. Yes, well, now it does because I sat there and I did the research. And some people say it's got to be an upside-down pineapple. But then others, it's just like a pineapple in the front. So then I kept on reading and there's different ways of saying it like or symbolizing that you're a swinger. One is having a black ring on your right hand. Others are saying having a thumb I used to ring. wear a black ring on my right hand. I know. Hand. That's what I'm saying. That's why I brought but it I'm up. I'm not a swinger. Right. So I'm like, okay, this has got to be bullshit. Then sure enough, I'm like, keep looking, looking. And there's an Amazon store, like clothes for swingers. And one of the shirts is like a shopping cart with like a single pineapple in the shopping cart. Like, I'm telling you. It's a fucking thing, evidently. Well, back in the day, pineapples... Pineapples uh, meant an upside down pineapple meant please don't come. Me, the, the um, sailors used to bring it. Please don't come when. Don't visit us because the oh. husband and wife are needed some alone time. All right. People could come when the pineapple was either put upright or something like that. It, it's something. Along it's like the lines. equivalent of putting like your tie on the doorknob or whatever. Right, right. But it was it was just because the sailor just got back from sea and he was gonna right. go to town on his wife. Right. And then when the pineapple was put right side up, that means people could come visit now. So I don't that I never heard. No, that's that's where the pineapple. Like if you've noticed, there's a lot of like pineapple stuff and like pineapple decorations in Florida. Well, I mean, we're tropical. Or, I think. Well, it's uh, no, yeah, but and we're then not a also, pineapple place. Yeah, but it's also like a. But there is a very. Not, we're a sea. We're we're, where we're a very, town. Yeah, but know? there's also a very extensive swinger community down here too. And now I'm gonna be looking for. That's what I'm saying. Upside down pineapple song. I'm just gonna walk up on the door. I'm like. You ready to rock? I'm here for the gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? But yeah, I sat there and I started looking. It's a, it's a legitimate fucking thing. So now you're gonna start noticing. Like I want everybody to start noticing pineapples. Like Grandma, why is there a pineapple in your front door? Like, cause it I looks like, nice. I like pineapples. <laughs> Grandma likes having visitors. How fucking nuts is that? That's weird, right? And someone told me this years and years ago, and I'm like, I, I don't believe this. And then like finally today, I was like, I just had like some time to kill. I'm like, let me see. Is this you went real? down the rabbit hole. I went down the pineapple rabbit hole. So now I'm just kind of curious. So the funny part is, it's also kind of like a trendy thing to wear stuff with like pineapples on there. I mean, I have like shorts and stuff I got on there. I'm like, oh man, I wonder definitely if people. Wear more, so I'm definitely wearing them. <laughs> I definitely want to test out now just to see if someone will come up to me like, hey, so uh, you like the party? <laughs> like, excuse me? Yeah, I love the party. My name's Rod, and I like the party. Oh, no, you can't say that. <laughs> I said that. If you have never seen Hot Rod, that's such a good movie. It is a, it's one of those movies, one of those cult movies. Like, not a lot of people have seen it. I think it came around the same, did it come around the same time as Napoleon Dynamite? I don't remember when it came out. Because it did fly under, under the radar. It still flies, like, what a lot of people don't, like, don't get I don't think people remember it, though. Yeah. 
Speaking of movies, I know we go back to the movie thing a lot. Oh. How good was that fucking Godzilla trailer? Oh! I cannot fuck. Oh, total side that note. Was, that I'm was the, me coming in my pants. The total side note of Godzilla, um, Dave Burns from Hot Damn Arts, he's selling some of his uh, artwork and he has that awesome Godzilla poster. Uh-huh. He's selling it up on eBay. I want to buy it so bad. It's so dope, and it's like the foil version too, so it's kind of extra cool. So I don't know if you, have, I don't know if I've ever told you, there's kind of a thing with me and Godzilla. You guys had pineapple. We had swing pineapple time? swing time. No, um, my mom. Your mom, mom had pineapple swing time uh, with Godzilla. No, when, when <laughs> my mom divorced my dad and we moved away from my grandparents, we moved 60 miles away to Rochester, New York, mm. from Gasport, New York. Look that up on a map. <laughs> Smallest town on, of all. on the Erie Canal, right? Um, we, she didn't have a lot of money. We mm. had she had we had an apartment uh, that was an old house split in two. That's mm. how they used to do apartments. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I like I survived on canned potatoes and hot dogs. Luckily, that's what I liked. But you know, my mom didn't have a lot of money. So on Saturdays, though, at the movie theater right around the corner, they had. Godzilla movie they would play Godzilla movies and it was a quarter to get in so my mom every Saturday we would go and it was like and it was like 50 cents for a popcorn so we'd get so like Godzilla became my mom and my like thing. little thing right. when, when I was a kid so I, I, I fell in love with Godzilla as a four year old kid watching it on the big screen with my mom not knowing then that this was you know this is something poor people do because they can't afford. To oh yeah, movies. you don't realize. I had kid. no idea. I was just stoked to be in the movies watching Godzilla movies. So you know, we watched them all, and like, we you know, we would go whenever they had them, and uh, it was always like giant monster. It wasn't always, but it was like mostly Godzilla movies. Mm. And uh, a couple of years ago, I got my mom a Godzilla Christmas ornament, right. and Tracy was like, "Why are you getting your mom a?" And I had I explained to her, "Well." Yeah. This is what this, you know, what this is. So I have a real emotional tie yeah, of course. to Godzilla. So whenever I see a Godzilla trailer, I get all warm and fuzzy and like, yeah. like except for the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. You know, I never watched that. Don't. The one that was like, uh, Puffy did the song for and stuff like that with Don't. the cash. It was Cashmere. Yes. From Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I never watched that. Don't watch it. I'm It'll ruin it. it. Is that like the last movie he did too? Who, Matthew Broderick? Yeah. I have no idea. It's pretty close to it. I don't know. It's actually been a long time. Yeah. The last Godzilla. 2001 it came out. The last Godzilla they did was fucking rad. It I don't was care great. what anybody says. I didn't like the, I didn't even care about the storyline about the soldier. Yeah. Because it was stupid. It was like the rest of the movie's fucking great. Yeah, those, those other fucking monsters. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Did you watch uh, the, the new Pacific Rim one? Yeah. Was it good? I still need to watch it. I gotta I liked, watch it. I, I, but. Here's the thing. I have a thing for kaiju. Yeah. So I might have. It might be. It might have been a shit movie, but I, yeah. I liked. It. Did you ever watch the the monster wrestling out of Japan? No. Do you know that's a thing? And like people, are, I know Joe. If he's listening, he's gonna be flipping the fuck out that I don't know the names of it. So in Japan, they have a real big thing with costume wrestling. Right. So guys will come in dressed like a soup can dressed like a skyscraper guys will come in dressed like godzilla it's like full-on death match cage and everything but everyone's in a weird crazy costume i can't believe you've never seen that 
don't watch that much wrestling anymore. I'll look for a link and I'll send it to you. They used to show it for a little while. They would show it on uh, Saturday mornings, Saturday or Sunday on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was the best because you just see like a can of soup just start fucking people up. It was so good. <laughs> giant giant monsters are. It's funny. It's a primal fear. Like, have you ever had a dream of a giant monster? Can't. I think maybe like a Jaws thing. The only monster nightmare that I always had was aliens. Like, what did did you ever see um, Cloverfield? Yeah, I fucking love that movie. I I went into the biggest rabbit hole for that movie. Yeah, because they had a great marketing plan. Do you know how deep it went? What do you mean? Do you know how deep that marketing plan went for Cloverfield, the original? I don't know. It started a year before the movie even came out. With leaked footage of shit? No. They released a drink specifically for it. See, you don't know. this. I fucking went deep. So there was... Tell your story. I'll tell you after. I didn't have a story. I'm just saying I've had these dreams. Right. Where there's giant monsters. Right. Like that. And um, there's this feeling you get of... It's it's like awe and fear and helplessness Mm. at the same time. It's like, hopefully I'm so small they don't fucking notice me. Yeah. But, um, dude, there's all kinds of movies. Like, what was the one that was... I think it was called Monsters. Wow, deep... No, it, but that's what it was called. But it was like these giant monsters live in this area, like between Mexico and the United States. It was like it was more of a. That's a, old. Yeah, but not super, super old. old. It was in the it was in yeah. the two thousands, but it was and like they, they made a part two of it as yeah. well. But it's like giant monsters that are like for some reason. Yeah, I mean they they always did have like good movies. Actually, like one of my favorite ones. His robot jockey, and I was like the robot, jo- robot jocks. Robot jocks, yeah, that movie is yeah. so good. I remember watching. That's why. That's why. Fucking, I love Pacific Rim. So you're gonna give me giant monsters, and you're gonna fight them with giant, giant robots. fucking robots. Yeah, that's the best. Are you serious? How how can people like? So, no, it's. I mean, everyone's got their own thing, but the Cloverfield thing, as, from a marketing standpoint, fucking blew my mind. And I'm telling you, this went so deep. They went. They were planning stuff out a year ahead of time. So, you know where the monster came from, right? What do you mean? So, like, the story of how the monster all of a sudden, like, came from. It was, it was an alien, right? No. So, that's the thing. So, if you watch at the very beginning of the movie and, they're, like, they show the video clips of them and the Ferris wheel and stuff like that. And then you see at the very end, they play it again. There's, like, an asteroid that comes in and lands in the water. Right. Right. But what you don't notice is that there's also a cargo ship right before that. So there's a cargo ship, and all of a sudden, the, um, the asteroid lands behind it. If you look at the cargo ship, is the company that the guy was leaving to go work for. So the, guy, the, the party at the beginning right. was a going-away party for right. this guy who got a job at this giant soda company. The soda company is the one that owned that ship. The thing is, is everybody is obsessed with this soda because it tastes so great, it becomes like addicting, whatever, everybody's obsessed with it. So they're trying to figure out what's the secret ingredient. So they're the like... The alien or that monster So the monster something? basically is like the that they were dragging behind the cargo ship that you don't see and the asteroid actually wakes it up. So it was actually, I forget what it's like, the, the name of the company is. So they're saying that it was like, that drink is like basically the blood of that monster 
and that's why people were exploding and stuff. When like they get bit, they'd explode. It's just like because it's coming from the monster. It's just a reaction. It's it goes super deep. Yeah, you have to like you'll go in there. Did for, you see Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, that was awesome. Ninety nine percent loved it until the last five minutes. When the spoiler alert. When Ten Cloverfield Lane. With the, with the alien that, ships yeah. floating over. To- yeah, that's all bullshit. That was like that pissed me off because they were doing such a good job of making it like a psychological thriller. It was. It was incredible. And then it became ten minutes of just shitty like CGI graphics and stuff. John Goodman did such a great job building that movie up, and they just tanked it. And then they did another one for Netflix. I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't want, I heard shit things about it. No, but if you look uh, like the Cloverfield Initiative or yeah. Cloverfield. Something like that. If I you didn't... if you do the research on the whole like Cloverfield like story, and they did it for this one too for the sec for Ten Cloverfield Lane, they released the actual drink. Um, but it's crazy. Like they released comic books that told the stuff that would like it looked like it was a real comic book, but it was actually promotion for the movie. It, it's crazy. They went super. That deep That was JJ Abrams, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they went yeah. super deep. They had a website. They had like that was supposed to be like an undercover website that exploded. Like, I lo- I watched the first season of Lost. Never watched it. And then it just got too fucking weird for me. Yeah. Like I'm fine. Like I'm fine with weird. Yeah. But makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like it was it got too jumbled, and that's what I found was happening with. Uh, the end of, of Cloverfield Lane. It just got very jumbled at the end. Well, that's the problem. That's why I just, they, they kind of tanked it. But I'm telling you, just spend like 30 minutes, 40 minutes just looking up the like Wikipedia and stuff on like the Cloverfield movie. And you, you know what it. I got super deep into like uh, that when it came out was uh, Blair Witch Project. Really? You got sucked into that? Not, no, just into the marketing aspect. Well, they made it look like it was real. They, yeah, they did an excellent job of doing that. That was that was that was the first movie to do that. Like if, the, if there wasn't a Blair Witch, no, no, there, there was, would have been no Cloverfield. No, but that wasn't the first movie that did that. The first one was uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Yes, but no. But I'm talking about I'm talking about with a marketing effort to make it look real. Cannibal Holocaust. No, Cannibal. They, they had to. They had to. They didn't want it to look. Re- they wanted it to look. Real, they wanted it to. But look they didn't real. do a marketing. They had they, to do the... They had to go was, to court. Yeah, they had to go to they court. They had to prove that those people weren't dead. So anybody who doesn't know, the movie Cannibal Holocaust became a band movie. It was a movie about a, a bunch of, I guess, documentary film, uh, uh, whatever, directors, going out into the jungle, and they, uh, they run into a, a group of cannibals, and then it becomes like the goriest fucking movie. And there's some like classic like Hollywood scenes... That the eye scene, the, the eye arrow. scene, or well, the the one of the person on the spike, oh, yeah. that were so realistic, and they won't even tell how they did it, but it was so realistic that the director was an Italian director, um, was had like was I guess what's it called? Um, he had to go to court to say that you know to prove that he didn't kill anybody, and they had to bring the actors out and prove them like we're not dead. This was just a movie. And they couldn't understand how a movie could be so realistic and not be real. Um, they're saying that the sea turtle was fake, but like I think it was real and they just lied about it. But yeah, this movie caused a whole kind of ruckus and it was banned for the longest time. I think it's still hard to get a copy of it. There was, there was, speaking of, back to the giant monster movies, 
there was a movie I watched as a kid on TV. It wasn't a real, it wasn't like a movie movie, uh-huh. but it was a TV movie, and it was about a giant sea turtle. And it was like, it was about this guy who like grew up on this island with a girl, like they were like Long Island or something. Right. And he had a friend, and they found a sea turtle, and they carved their initials in the sea turtle. And one day the girl just rode the sea turtle. They used to ride the sea turtle. Right. And then one day the little girl just kept riding and never came back. Fast forward 20 years, the guy goes back to the hometown, and there's a giant sea turtle crushed. Something, somebody got crushed. Uh-huh. And it was it ended up being this giant. The sea turtle is huge now. It's like, and this guy's trying to kill it like, um, like Jaws style? Well, I was thinking more like Moby Dick and Ahab. Right. And, but it was such a good movie as a kid. And I, I have a vivid memory of it. I can't find it anywhere. It sounds like you were like stone watching Blue Lagoon or something. Yeah, you would think that. But I was four or five, or, you know, four or five years old. Too much cough syrup. Back in the day, you guys had some strong cough syrup. But it was like this, about this giant. And, and, yeah. and the girl was still alive. She yeah. became like this sea... That's like, weird. It was great. It was great as a and kid. And you don't remember it. who was in it? I don't. It was. It was. I was five years old, so it was like I didn't pay attention to the actors. Yeah. I just know that it came out sometime in the seventies. Yeah. And it was about a giant sea turtle, and I can't find anything on it. I've looked. Um, I'll look. I'll find it. I'll it was. Find it, was it. it was a good movie, but uh, I just want to see it again and see if I can if it, like, because it what it what I took away from it weirdly was an idea of what true love is because she still loved the guy and like you she sure? saved him yeah that's it's a weird thing I don't yeah. know I, I was just wondering what it would look like now as a 40 I mean a 30 I mean a 28 year old adult male I think that you're definitely getting seen now then um what? no I, I never heard of that I'd have to like sit there and look it up there's tons of movies like I wish I could show you guys some of the movies that I watched growing up, like, even though they're in Italian, because they're, like, so fucking hilarious. Um, but we'll see. I got to share one of them with you one day. Even if you don't know what he's saying, it's kind of, like, slapstick, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, so what are you going to do now for, like, the rest of the year? Are you going to compete, or what are you going to do? The plan is to compete in October. October 13th is the Miami Open. No gi. No gi. Gi or no gi? It's gi. It's, a, it's, my, it's IBJJF. So. I might try and pull that off. So, I, if I can keep my back healthy, I started swimming again and it's actually kind of helping because yeah. it's not really my back, it's my hip. Yeah. It's kind of injured. So, and I've been dealing with it for a year and a half, dude, and it sucks. Are you telling me? I Like I told you, Mary Beth saved my back. So, um, I'm going to try to get, get that healthy. If I can keep that healthy, I'll compete in at the Miami Open, it'll be the first time I competed in a year and a half. Yeah, it's the same time I took off when I got injured. Yeah, but I'm still injured. That's the problem. Yeah. So. Um. I would just say stick with like working with Mary Beth like every two weeks if you well, can. That's what I'm going to do. It's, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. It's just. I'm telling you, you have to do those exercises that I was doing, um, like the Bill Superfoot Wallace, like stretching exercises. Well, Tom gave me some good back stretching exercises too. Yeah. Remember his friend Dale, that that yeah. personal trainer, local personal trainer, that's like a star. Yeah. He gave him some stretches. Um, no, you got to do that one though, because it, alongside working with like Mary Beth on like getting all the the stretching and the the massages and stuff, like I mean. 
after every session, like instantly, I feel like that little bit better, a little bit better. Yeah, my, my what, when I pinpointed where the injury was, she dug into it. Yeah, two I remember. weeks ago, and it felt better immediately. Now it's still sore, but um, I'm gonna keep. If I can, I bet you within three sessions it'll be good. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna go get um, suction and acupuncture in it. Don't too. waste your time. I got a, I got a free. If you got a free, do it. I, go got, for a, it. I got a free uh, gift certificate. We really need to find somebody down here that has that reverse hyper. We really do. Jocko has, or Pommy's gym has it. Does it? In the CrossFit room. They'll let you use it. I don't know. Well, they'll let me use it. I don't know if they'll yeah. let you use it. I'll just walk in. What's up, guys? Just walk in with my camera like it always works anyway. Um, all right, so you got October. Maybe I'll try and pull that one off yeah. too. I don't know if my body can handle all that training this year. Um, I need yeah. to start lifting. I'm gonna, again. I'm gonna do most. Most of my training is gonna be no gi. Yeah. I'm gonna do mostly no gi training. Be in good shape. I'm still gonna train in the gi. It's just, you know. No gi is fun. No gi is fun, and and I have more more options with of tr- of training partners with no gi right now. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, what's up with the weasel? He's coming here tomorrow. Oh yeah. The weasel and uh, Alex Paulson. Yeah. His name is Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. So we're going to do our 4 o'clock leg clinic. True. Yeah, that's one thing I kind of, I was thinking about it yesterday to get back into jiu-jitsu and just kind of start fresh with something new and just work on just improving just the leg game. Well, what, here's what I'm, what I'm really trying to do is, I'm, is when it comes to legs, what I'm finding is it's the entries into the legs that are the hardest to yeah. secure it. So I'm, we when we drill, we drill the, the entries. That's all we really drill is entry, 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 entry. And then uh, I'm not trying to change my game. That's the whole thing. Is I, I don't want to change my game. And that's in the beginning, I found myself just hunting legs, hunting legs, yeah. hunting legs. And that's the problem because you miss so many other things. So what I'm really trying to do is just incorporate legs into my existing yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu game. So I, basically what I'm taking is I'm just just trying to round it out and make, Take a, it make, as a, it make a nice meatball. Yeah. I want a nice meatball for Well, uh, I mean, that's that's how you get better either way. You I don't want to change. You don't, don't have to change. change. But a lot of people, it does. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't want to change my game as much as I want to be able to to go with the flow and take it as it comes and like be able to be that good. But, I mean, you still well, best, have to. Here's the thing is, is if you have legs, you don't always have to pass the guard. Yeah. That's the cheat. Yeah. And it's not a cheat. It's just that's the. It's there. That's, that's the why go around when I can just go through. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Go break it. Why go around the legs? Why go through the legs when you can just take the leg? Yeah. No, I agree. It will be cool just to see uh, kind of get back on the mat and just kind of moving around and having to teach myself that I can't punch people right now. But I think that's it really for the day. I think uh, I think we should wrap it up and head out. It's getting a little late. I got my birthday tomorrow. It's going to be a long weekend. What do you guys plan? Uh, I think I'm just going to go do some dinner with, uh, with some of my friends down in Fort Lauderdale. And then Saturday I got a uh, family dinner. So... I'm making it. No, or are you guys going? We're just ordering pizza. I like. I don't want to do anything crazy, like big. And at the end of the day, it's funny. Is this training camp? I was so strict about not eating too much junk food or and not taking in sugar 
that now I'm like, eh, I don't really want a birthday cake. Like, I'm not excited. Like, I used to be like, oh, fucking sugar. Yeah, fuck it. No, now it's like. You know what you do? I, you tell your mom to get a couple cupcakes. No, that's not going to fly in my house. It's, we're getting cake. Whether you like it or not, we're getting cake. That's the way it works. And look, I've had the shittiest fucking luck with birthdays and birthday cake for the last, jeez, I don't know, eight, nine years now. So I'm like, I kind of lost my, my buzz for it. Before we go, what's your dream birthday cake? The Reese's Peanut Butter Cupcake. The giant one that I found on, on the internet. I found this mm, Okay, one that your mom will make. She would. She would make uh, that one. Okay. It but it, it always was like a tiramisu cake. It was a tiramisu that, cake. That was, your, okay. that was always my go-to thing. My go-to? Uh-huh. Yellow cake, chocolate fudge icing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a uh, traditional cake. It's uh, so good. You know what's funny, though, is I grew up, my mom used to make shapes. Like, I had a rocket ship one year, then yeah. I had a boat one year, then I had Pac-Man one year. Pac-Man was the easiest. The you make a round cake. <laughs> take a slice out. Take a slice out. Yeah, it's Pac-Man. My favorite all-time cake, and to this day... You say fudgy the way I'm going to put you. No. If, Cookie puss. No, no, no. We didn't have that in Italy. Oh, that's right. If to this day... if someone would make me that cake, I would turn into a kid all over again. There's a photo of me when I was little and someone made me a cake. I'm assuming it was my mom. It was all like chocolate covered like Nutella, like original Nutella. The shit was like an inch thick worth of like frosting on top. Covered with sprinkles, but there was, I'll show you the photo, there was little toadstool mushrooms all over it. So as a kid, I'm thinking, oh, this is super cool, and it's got, like, little mushrooms and stuff. Like, think of, like, Smurf mushrooms, the red with the white dots. Were they candy? Yeah, they were candy ones. It was great. Now I look at it, I'm like, those are definitely shrooms. Like, those are symbolized shrooms. I'm like, I had a shroom cake. I'm like, I would love to have a shroom cake right now. How great would that be? A little bit different, though? Yeah, it's funny how, like, your perception changes, like, when you grow up. And, like, as a kid, it's a kid thing. You're like, oh, that's so cool. But then you're like... Those are shrooms on my cake. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool to have now. Even though it's a candy mushroom, to sit there and say, I got a shroom cake, it'd be kind of fun. It's pretty fucking yeah. hilarious. But I just remember the cake being amazing. But now I just all I want is like a Cold Stone ice cream cake. I'd be happy with it. Mm, cold Stone. I'd be, I'd be good to go. So we'll go from there. But I think that's it for now. Uh, before we wrap it all up, I want to say thank you again to everybody that... Uh, that supported me on the fight training camp and coming up this weekend, Sean and Brooks and everybody at Temple. Thank you to the sponsors, Choke Aloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Company and uh, Giraffe Choke that uh, hooked me up and I'm preparing for the camp. Go check them out. Make sure you use the promo codes. Follow Sean, Gorilla Boy, BJJ. I see you got stickers now. It's kind of cool. I don't have a lot of stickers. Yeah, but they're pretty cool. I've got like cool. 10 total stickers. That's still more than I got. Um... Go follow Sean. Support the podcast. Please share, guys. And if you really want to help out the podcast, go ahead and pick up some of my artwork. Uh, Just go ahead to mycosmicjourney.com. Check out the blog. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I got uh, some cool stuff in the works updating the YouTube channel. So trying to keep things moving now that I got a little bit of extra time. We're going to have some fun stuff to do. All right, guys. Have a great week. Happy birthday to me. Feel free to send me happy birthday stuff. And from there on, I guess we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.